Happy Friday. Wait. Happy Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. Happy Sunday, everybody. Ooh, I'm just walking outside of my garage right now, and um, there was quite an echo in there. It's Sunday, and folks, I have let you down. I have let you down tremendously um, because I took way too long to get this episode up. And uh, this was a rough one, ladies and gentlemen, a rough one that um, unfortunately, spoiler alert for myself, I kind of knew it was coming. Ladies and gentlemen, I just watched episode 11 of season 5 of Mad Men, Commissions and Fees. Welcome to your favorite, most handsome podcast about Mad Men. Yes, this is Made Man. And if I sound a little different tonight, it's because I'm out walking my new little puppy. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my wife and I adopted a beagle. And um, unfortunately, um, about a month and a half ago, my wife and I lost our older beagle. But we are rescue parents is what we do so we not long after decided we wanted to rescue another beagle this little girl came up from tennessee she's in front of me right now she has no idea that i'm a famous podcaster it's it's um she just knows me as daddy um folks this this is a rough one now i have to be i have to tell you i couldn't so thursday night is when i was going to do this episode and I couldn't get to it. So Friday night, I knew I was out because I went to go see Ario Speedwagon in concert. So, okay, I'm going to do it Saturday. Awesome. I said, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. It's going to be a day late. Saturday's coming. And about 7.30 p.m. last night, I just fell asleep. I fell asleep at 7.30 p.m. because Ario Speedwagon must have just rocked me too hard. That sounds bad when you say it out loud. Um, but here we are. Sunday. And yes, I finally watched an episode, the episode for this week, commissions and fees, and oh, I have to tell you, you know, this was, this is the one that I've been dreading, the one that I knew was coming eventually. Um, so early on, when I wanted to learn about the actor who was Lane Price, you type into Google Lane Price. Unfortunately, Google has this thing where it tries to predict what you're going to search for, and it adds words after, um, like could say, Lane Price actor, Lane Price Chernobyl, Lane Price Madman, Lane Price hanging. What? And I was like, oh no, I just spoiled myself. And then, you know, you see this whole thing happening with the Christmas bonus and the possibility of, well, then the the uh, the forging of the check, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I think this is what's going to lead to it happening. And then I then the episode happens, and you know, I don't want. I, but, oh, this is a rough one, a rough one. And before I go any further, why don't we take a moment to have a word from our sponsor? And 
you're going to hear another awesome voicemail from my close personal friend, Raphael, right after these words from your favorite sponsor. This is Raphael. I'm here talking about commissions and fees. I thought it was a good episode. Um, really hard to watch what happened with Lane. Uh, but it was kind of one of those things that once you went bad, it's only one way for it to end, which is bad. Um, a lot of tough things for Don to take. I mean, first you have the what could have been with Adam and the way he died. And now he has to deal with his involvement and what could have been Lane's uh, suicide. Um, you know, kind of calling him out, saying he can't trust him. But Don himself, as most people don't know, is hypocritical by nature um, in taking someone else's um, identity. So uh, let's not forget Don is not perfect. He's a troubled man. And I thought that this was uh, kind of telling to that situation and added to that uh, depression that he'll have to carry on throughout his life. Thank you once again for the message, Raphael. And, uh, you know, I didn't even make that connection at first that his brother also hung himself. So that had to be going through his head. Oh, this was this was a rough one, a rough one for Don. Um, so why don't we go through the whole episode? There's really two, pretty much two storylines going on. There is a business storyline and there is two kind of other storylines going on. So maybe three, but really the business storyline is small, setting things up. Uh, for the future, and also probably setting Dawn up for, you know, just being more disenchanted, disenfranchised, whatever it is, by everything he does. Um, And why don't we talk about Sally first? So there is Sally in this episode. Come on, little one. I'm with my Dougie. Uh, Sally, which means we got a little bit of Betty, and means we got a very little bit of of, uh, Henry Francis, and he said, uh, she, she pulled up and left with a $25 cab fare. That's, that's the best I could do tonight. Um, Sally does not want to go with her parents skiing. Bobby's there, but it's, you know, it's this new Bobby who I really don't care about. I just haven't connected with this Bobby. Um, and they're all going skiing, and Sally's just being real bratty about it. And, okay, my dog is freaking up because of a fire hydrant. It's just a fire hydrant. It's not an animal. I'm wearing a headlamp, talking into a recorder, walking a dog. I look like a absolute psychopath right now. Come on. Um, so Sally is, you know, she's just being a brat to her mother. And her mother, you know, kind of being bratty too, doesn't want her to ruin the big ski trip. She's like, fine, I'll just leave you at your parents. So she calls, I'll leave you at your dad's. She calls Don and says, I'm going to strangle her. And, and, you know, I like kind of the banter between them as parents. I think it, I don't know, something, um, I don't know what the word is. It's almost like when they, when they, when they work together to kind of complain about the kids, it's something charming about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right. My dog's looking into the woods now and I'm afraid that I'm going to look up with my headlamp and see eyes glowing back in my face. Come on, dog. Come on. Come on. Hagen. My little beagle's name is Hagen. Come on, Hagen. An old Irish name from the family. And uh, all, all of a sudden I'm talking Scottish. Um... So Sally kind of forced her way into going, into not going skiing, into spending the day with, uh, she already got out of school and now she was forced, forcing herself. Come on. Podcasting and walking dog might not be the best idea. 
but it's Sunday and I've waited long enough. So forcing um, Betty so much to uh, to the point where Betty just brings the says, "All right, you're going to your to your dad's," and Don forgot to even tell Megan about this. So all of a sudden, Sally just shows up in their apartment. Megan's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Here? She's like, "Oh, you didn't you didn't know I was coming." I'm, I'm spending the weekend with you. Megan's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, Megan's upset because she has um, auditions of her own that she has to go work on. And, uh, you know, uh, Betty doesn't care. Betty just drops her off. She wants to go have her ski trip. And she's not going to let her daughter get in the way of her having fun with her husband, Henry Francis. Come on, Hagen. Come on, girl. So, really, um, Don's busy at work. Because he's trying to land a bigger client. And because of that, Betty spends the day, um, Megan spends the day with Sally. Sally is kept, keeps calling her boyfriend, Glenn, who really she just sees as a friend. But um, Glenn kind of, I guess Glenn sees her the same way. I, I, there's not much to, I feel like I'm, I'm going to spend too much time talking about them. Basically, um, she complains about her mom to Glenn and Glenn is like oh don't even you know I wish he'd I wish she even said to Glenn I wish Henry would leave her I know that's bad he's like ah don't wish that you can't make it come true that's not going to work um Glenn you know who I would think is still kind of in love with Betty I don't know he's the one who maybe he still has her hair but um Glenn shows up ditches school for the day shows up at Sally's house because they want to spend the day together Sally ends up you know, um, forcing because Megan has an audition and Don is too busy working. She forces, um, them, them to keep her home. So she stays home and instead of just staying home, she gets all dolled up for Glenn to come over. Uh, and she's like, what do you want to do? And Glenn's like, are you kidding? And it's think, you'd think he'd be like, I want to kiss you. He's like, are you kidding? Let's go to the museum. So they go to a museum. They just kind of hang out. Betty, is, I mean, uh, Sally's a little, bratty to that to uh, talking about her mom and then she keeps saying she doesn't feel good she doesn't feel good come on come on just a mailbox let's go and uh come on Hagen come on let's go girl and uh she's like I need to go to the bathroom she goes to the bathroom and that's where she discovers she had her first period so it turns out she freaks out bails on Glenn Go takes a cab home, and in a weird way, uh, well, first, Me uh, then Glenn shows back up at Megan's apartment, Don and Megan's apartment, and Megan's like, "What's who are you?" And this, I'm Glenn. Oh, he goes, "I'm Glenn. This is my bag. I'm Sally's friend." Because Glenn has you know a wonderful uh, you know monotone voice. Hello, I'm Glenn. I told people that I was going to do it with you, Sally. And he gets, he's getting bullied, but, it, you know, they're just friends. Um, and Glenn is like, I'm going to go take the train. And Betty calls and tells Megan what's going on. She goes, oh, I just want to let you know if you're wondering where Sally is. I guess she just needed her mother, which you know was a dig at Megan when, 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 um, when Betty said that. Oh, Betty Francis. Oh, I oughta. Um, it looks like they're, they're slimming Betty down a bit. You know, I guess the Weight Watchers is working. There wasn't really much discussion. There hasn't been any discussion of it since then, but you could see they've lessened the 
fat suit or whatever it was she was wearing. Um, but Betty was actually kind of muddly too. It was weird. She was almost like, I guess I hug you now. Oh, but she was good to her. And I think she loved the fact that Sally, after everything she said about Glenn, well, Betty doesn't know about this, but after everything Sally said about Glenn, to, to Glenn about Betty and how he doesn't like her and how he wishes Henry would leave her, she raced home to her mother and hugged her mother. So she could see, maybe she's being, she was being um, like a biatch to her mother because it was hormonal. I don't know. But you could see that in the end, she still, the girl still wants her mother, still needs her mother. And uh, then, um, oh, Glenn goes, he's like, I'm going to go back to the train now. Megan's like, no, you can't. He goes, well, that's okay. The train is at seven. You can't leave. You know, I can't have you all the way. Oh, my dog is doing number two right now. I'm not going to stop podcasting because I'm a professional. So I'm going to take the bag out. Like so. Right. Hold on, dog. Where are you going? Ugh. Oh, my God. This bag is like the hardest thing ever to, to rip. There we go. Okay. Now, I'm going to be a good neighbor. And did I rip two bags off? Oh, I'm so stupid. Okay. So... Can you believe that I'm doing this? I'm a podcaster. Oh, wait. Is it the car coming? Okay, hold on. Of course. There's a car coming. And they stop right next to me. To get their mail. Come on, girl. I look like a goddamn psychopath. Now they're backing up. Hold on. Okay, I thought they were backing up to come talk to me. Wonder why there's a guy in a Patriot shirt, a Superman hat, holding a recorder with a wind buffer that makes it look like Don King, with a headlamp on, walking a dog, picking up feces. Instead, they were just getting their mail and then backing into their driveway. Look, when you podcast, sometimes you got to deal with these real-life things. Um, I apologize for all that craziness. Now, and I'm not going to edit a thing out of it. Um, so Glenn is like, oh, I'm going to go to the train. And Megan's like, oh, I can't have you. I lost one kid today. How long is it? She's like, well, it's going to I'll take you down. He goes, well, it's not till seven. Oh, just stay here. Do your homework. And Don comes home from really an awful day and sees uh, Glenn there. He's like, well, who's this? He didn't remember who he was. And Megan explained it. And then he's like, I'm going to go to the train station. He goes, oh, where do you live? Oh, I, I go to school way up here. He goes, come on. And he just, he just decided to drive the kid back to school um, after his awful, horrible day. And he gets in the elevator with uh, Glenn. And Glenn's like, I hate that things just go to crap. He's like, you can't talk like that. He's no, you want something to go good, and it just turns to crap. Why does that always happen? And Don's like, well, what would you want to do if you could do anything? What would you want to do? And then the episode ends with uh, Don sitting in the passenger seat, letting Glenn, who's probably, what, 15, 14, drive all the way back to school himself. And I think Don was almost like, I, don't, I really don't give a crap. I just need something, you know, I want somebody to be happy. I want to make someone happy today. Um, and why does he want to make someone happy today? Because Don had a no good, horrible, treacherous day. 
And I know the episode ended with, with Glenn and Don in the car and almost was like a kind of a bittersweet, pleasant moment. But this episode really wasn't that at all. Um, so the episode early on, if not opened, with um, Lane, Lane Price, getting um, asked to join, to be like, to be a high-earning member or on the board of some group. I didn't quite understand it. I'm terrible at remembering things. And it would be good for the firm. Here, dog's barking. And my dog here, dog's barking. It would be good for the firm and good for... Um, Good for him. So he was very, he was like, oh, this is very nice. Basically, he was excited to be, um, to have uh, some good news. It'd be good for the firm to kind of be representing them. And um, now that kind of all went crashing down because (sighs) Bert Cooper was going through the paperwork. And he found something in the bank statement that, concerned him and he brought it to Don first because he found the check for $7,500 that Lane made out to Lane it was co-signed by Don Draper for Christmas bonuses and Cooper got pissed at Don because he was like I I thought I told you that we weren't doing Christmas bonuses and you can't you have to stop being the good guy you know that he's like Don's like oh I'll take care of this um, he's like, you, you think I had, I knew, I knew about this. He goes, your, your hand, your signature's on this. So he gets up, has a drink and tells Don, his secretary to call Lane into the office. Lane is kind of on a high because he's just been asked to, uh, serve on this board. And Don shows him the check and it is like, this acting is amazing. I mean, he goes from being happy, you know, not knowing why he's there, to just his world collapsing around him. And Don's like, look, I don't know. We, I have to ask you for your resignation. And Lane pleaded. Lane begged. Lane cried. Lane tried to guilt him, saying he's done nothing. He's given nothing. And he goes, listen. You just say that we couldn't work it out. He's like, I can't go back to England. I'll lose my visa. Um, he goes, if this ever got out, I'd lose my visa. So he's like, you, you look at I will cover this. And you just resign. Save face. But I can't, I can't trust you. I can't have you anymore. And, you know, he's like trying to guilt him, trying to guilt him. But he's like, you embezzled money from the company. He goes, I was, he's like, I'm owed this money. And I was going to pay it back. It was a 13-day loan. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry. I can't trust you. I can't have it any other way. He goes, look it. I've had to deal with these kind of things before. Big transitions. Big changes. Uh, This is the worst of it. It'll get better. It'll always get better. Um, And he's trying to pep talk him. But he's basically saying, I'm sorry. I have to let you go. I feel like there's a dog chasing me. Um, And Lane is just like disgusted but he says to him you know $7,500 means nothing to you and later on in the episode after he lets lets him go he goes into into uh, into Roger's office and he just says why are we doing this what is this 
this petty crap. And I think he doesn't want to be at a place where $7,500 means something to the point where a partner loses their job for $7,500. I think he wants to say, enough of this shit. I want to go for the big, big time. And that's where he talked Roger into getting a call with him with Dow Chemical. Now, he told Roger that the guy at Dow said, you're never going to get touched by these big firms because... So he goes into... Uh, Dow Chem- you know, he goes into Roger's office and he demands to see Dow Chemical because um, he's just tired of these little pissant companies. He doesn't want Jaguar. He wants Chevy. He doesn't want uh, this company. He wants you know Goodyear or something like that. So he he's tired of these little things. He wants to go big, and Rod- he's like, "Get me into Dow Chemical." And I think the the conversation he had with Lane about seventy five hundred dollars um, meant something. Got to him. So. Um, he's like, all right, you have, I got you a meeting with Dow. Oh, he's like, what about Ken? He goes, I don't care about Ken. If you fire him if you have to. Ken does not want to work with his father-in-law. So he goes and um, makes a meeting with Ken, basically just to distract Ken so that Ken's father-in-law can't call him and say, I want you in on this meeting. And it was actually a, a clever little thing. But then Ken said, I want either two things if you get this. Um, I want you to say you forced me to work on it, and I don't want Pete anywhere near it, which I loved because I love Ken and I hate Pete. Um, and basically, Roger ended up getting the call, and he he comes. So Don is leaving work for the day, and Roger's in the elevator, and he he came from upstairs. He says, "I got you in with Dow. It's Monday." He's like, "Monday? That's forty-eight hours." He goes, "You, I, you wanted the meeting. I got you a meeting." He goes, he goes, that's not enough time. He goes, it's only if you say so. So that's why Don worked all weekend and he couldn't spend time with his daughter. He got into Dow Chemical and he basically like was very aggressive. He's like, um, you want 50% of the market. That's, that's not enough. That's, that's complacency. I want 100%. You're working, you're successful because you have 50% and you're staying with 50% and you think you're happy with them. You're not happy with them. They're not doing enough for you. You want 100%. You want this, you want that. And I'd give it to you. And he was very aggressive with them. And it was like five minutes of a conversation. And um, he just left, and that was the end of that. Now, um, meanwhile, Lane is fired. He comes home from his work, and he's drunk. And his wife says, "You, I want to take you out to celebrate. You're being appointed. He's like, oh, I don't feel very good, darling. And she's like, no, I'm, we must. We must go out. I'm so proud of you. And she takes him out, takes him into the, the garage, and there is a Jaguar because she bought him a Jaguar. And he throws up, and he's probably thinking, oh, my goodness gracious, um, I can't believe you bought me this Jaguar. And then he goes into the house, and he's like, I'm, wor- I'm feeling better, darling, but I'm working. I'm very busy working. She goes, oh, don't, I, I must not take a drive in that car until you're feeling so much better. And um, she still doesn't know that he was fired, fired for stealing money. And then... I started getting this pit in my stomach because all of a sudden he goes, he wakes up in the middle of the night. I said, oh my God, here it comes. And he goes down and he gets into the car and he starts stuffing all the exhaust, all the exhaust um, tubes or whatever they're called. I'm not a bunch of a car guy. Takes a hose, runs it inside to the, to the, um, to the driver's side. And I thought, this is how he's going to do it. I swear I thought he read it hanging. And he, he, he's going to basically kill himself with carbon monoxide poisoning, fall asleep and just be dead turns on the uh, the car and it doesn't start 
turns it on, it doesn't start. And you remember, they kept saying, Jaguar, Jaguar, Jaguar doesn't start. That they're, they're, they're crap. This car didn't start, and therefore he lived. He broke his glasses. He tried to fix the car. It just didn't happen. He didn't, make, he, he didn't kill himself. And the next thing you see is him show up to work very early in the morning and go in his office. And I thought, oh, my God, he's going to do it in his office. He's going to do it in his office. So the next day we get to work, and um, there's a new secretary who's doing a lot of what Joan was doing during the meetings. She said, I have all these, these uh, paperwork things. I can't get into uh, Mr. Price's office. It's locked. He's not in yet. She said, oh, I can, um, you know, okay, you can leave him with me. So Joan goes to go into the office. And she can't open the door. And she has this, she goes to unlock the office, opens it, the door doesn't open. And she gets this whiff like, oh, oh my goodness. And she looks and there's like a, something knocked over on the ground. And she's like, she gets this look of panic on her face, goes next door to uh, Pete's office. I think it's Pete's office. Um, and says, I think there's something very wrong going on at Mr. Price's office. And now m me already kind of thinking and knowing what's going on. And the rest of us, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but at that point, you could already see there's a cord in the ceiling. There's a, something there. And Pete gets up, looks, peers into the office, and just, oh, he gets this look of terror on his face. And he, and then Ken sees it, and they're like, oh, my God. And then they don't even tell Joan. Joan just starts weeping and crying. Now, um, Roger and um, Don get back from the Dow Chemical meeting. They kind of, you know, shooting the shit and everything, and no one's there. The place is empty. They go in to their office. They go in and around at a, conf at a table in like the break room or something. They see Bert and Joan and, and uh, Pete, and they all are really upset. Joan's very upset. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And they need, we need to sit. I want you to sit down. What is it? What happened? Uh, Mr. Price hanged himself in his office, is what Bert Cooper said. And uh, it was just like, What? And Don just sunk because he's the only one that knows what happened. Now, Bert Cooper knows about the money. Maybe he puts two and two together. But Don knows what really happened, knows the check was forged, and knows that he fired him. And he's like, well, what are we doing here? Why don't, why don't we go home? She goes, I want to wait. He's like, wait for what? And they go, for the coroner to come. And he, he's still in there. And you can see the sense of like, guilt where he's like you can't leave him like that you can't leave him like that probably thinking about adam which i never would have thought of if, if it wasn't for Raphael's uh, voicemail thank you um and he probably thought can't leave him like that he needs he deserves better bust into the office and i didn't think we were going to see him but we saw him full bloated you know all blue b blood around the neck and the mouth just dead hanging there pete roger and, and don all went in give him credit they held him up while pete cut him down it was awful, awful. And they put him in the bed, and they left him there. And it was just terrible. And that's when Don went home, and all of a sudden, Glenn was in the room, and, he's, and he didn't say anything in front of Glenn, good. And he just said to Megan, I had a terrible day at work, I'll talk about it later. And that's where he wanted to get out of the house, and just probably wanted to drive, I think, a nice couple hours in the car with Glenn, and then that couple hours alone would do him good. So that's why I did it. Um, but I mean... What a rough episode. I feel like, I feel like, first of all, that I've, done, I've talked kind of short this time around, which uh, I apologize if this is a very short episode, uh, shorter than usual, but I feel like I've touched on just about everything. You know, uh, Roger, there was a, a 
fun little moment where he's on the phone talking to some 25-year-old uh, uh, girl that he has dating now, and he's like, she'd never had, um, she'd never had uh, uh, room service before. And Don's like, what the hell are we doing? And why are we do this for? He's like, for the sex. It's not that great, but we still do it for it. Um, and just Don having to, you know, Don and Megan had a couple arguments because he just, Megan just assumed that Don just assumed that Megan would take um, Sally. But really, um, Don just forgot because he had to fire Lane today. Um, and, you know, Sally, I think she wants Glenn to be her boyfriend. But she also doesn't quite feel that way. It's weird. Uh, and Glenn doesn't feel that way. So she's like, good, I don't feel that way either. But then she had to tell him, I don't like your mustache. And that was very, that just reminded me of Betty, the way she said, I don't like it. He goes, I, didn't, I usually say, shave your, my mustache. He goes, I don't like it. Um, so you're going to see him shave it. You know you are. Um, and, you know, there's the whole thing with the Dow and, the, uh, and Ken. And Ken not wanting Pete on the job, which I liked. Um, seeing Joan in the partners meeting, seeing that, um, oh, that the, that the Jaguar people want some new kind of revenue thing where it's not just, just commission. It's like, there's a fee with a small commission, uh, and they are going to look more into it because then there was a uh, tire company that works with Jaguar that might want the same deal. And Don said, um, you know, he goes, I vote no, or you can just wait till I leave and then you can do what you want. And Joan just looked down because that's exactly what they did to get Joan to sleep with a guy from Jaguar to secure Jaguar, which is still just dirty work. Ooh, just dirty business. Um, but really, other than that, the major, most important thing that happened in this episode is we say goodbye to Lane Price. And what does that mean? Does that mean Sterling Draper Cooper Campbell? Does that mean Sterling Draper Cooper? Or Sterling Cooper Draper? Campbell? Do they lose price off the thing? And do we see Lane's wife? And is there more story with Lane? Do we go to a funeral? I mean, Lane's wife was so happy and proud of him. And then he kills himself. Over $7,500 that made him lose his job. Oh, my God. It's awful. Awful. Guy, great actor. Great character. Really, he was the, uh, the, the kind of the, the, the spark that uh, ignited them into leaving the original Sterling Cooper and moving on to their new firm. It was, uh, it, he had a lot to do with it. And it was, that was one of my favorite episodes when he fired them and they turned around and made their own firm. Uh, and I mean, now the character's gone. Um, the man, you know, in the story is gone. It, it's rough. Um, but I think that's it. I'm done the dog walk. I, I brought him, her back in. I'm outside now. Um, I think I've covered everything and I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry about being a couple days late. Um, Raphael, thanks again for the great voicemail. That's the thought of what Don, you know, you know, talking about Lane, not being trusted. And also at the same time, he's a guy who has secrets of his own. Uh, really interesting, but I really, the Adam thing you mentioned, I didn't even think of that. I thought that was a great ad and people, you can leave your message with me too. leave a message. Uh, go to fansonexperts.com slash men. Every episode, there's a link to messages. In the show notes for this episode, every, in every episode, there's a link to leave a message. You don't need, even need the app, I don't think. Um, there's a button. You click a message. You can cock right into your phone, and I will get it, and I will play it. My friends, thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. 
Uh, and, of course, the website is fansnotexperts.com. And, you know, we did it. We are one episode away from finishing Season 5. And, I mean, at that point, we are five-sevenths of, of the way there in the journey that I'm taking on a weekly basis, almost every Friday. I want to thank you as I strive to become a maid Fans not experts.